I'm going to read from two places tonight. First, one verse from Haggai chapter 2, and then I'm going to read several verses from Matthew chapter 1, and you can just listen. Haggai chapter 2, verse 7. And I will shake all nations, and the desire of all nations shall come. And I will fill this house with glory, declares the Lord of hosts. Matthew chapter 1, 18 through 21. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother, Mary, had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband, Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. It's the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Oh, Father, we praise you and we thank you. We sing to you. We acknowledge your goodness and your graciousness and your faithful to, faithfulness to us in the work of your Son on our behalf and the work of your Holy Spirit in our lives, even now, helping us to understand you more. Shape us more like your Son, our Savior, the Lord Jesus. As we celebrate tonight, Father, we do pray that you would be with us, that you would be honored and glorified. Holy Spirit, would you help us to see the true meaning of Christmas? That we might be changed, transformed. That we might see your glory, Lord Jesus. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All week, a young mother had been working with her little boy, getting him ready for his role in the Christmas play at their church. He had been given the prestigious role of wise man number two. He was going to be able to be the one to bring frankincense to the newborn king. And so in the days leading up to the Christmas play, the mom was working with her little boy, telling him, it's going to be easy, honey. All you have to do is walk across the stage, kneel down by the manger, open the little box, and say, I have frankincense. You're going to do great. So the night of the play came, and the curtains opened, And the young mom could see her little boy standing on the side and she was just beaming. I mean, just beaming. And there he was standing there on the side of the stage, all dressed up, carrying his little box or holding his little box and his lips were moving. So she assumed he was practicing his line. Pretty soon the big moment drew near. The first wise man walked across the stage knelt down, opened his box, and said, I have gold 
And then he stood up and took his place next to the manger. The mother leaned to the edge of her seat. Here was his big moment. He walks across the stage just like they talked about. He kneels down in front of the manger, opens his box, and he says loudly, Frank sent this. And that sweet young mama just kept on smiling from ear to ear. You know, I'm sure that some of us tonight are, are beaming as well, filled with joy and gladness. It's Christmas Eve. But I know that some of us are probably also carrying a lot of heartbreak right now, a lot of sadness. Maybe, maybe 2016 has been a uniquely difficult year for you, and you're really just ready for it to be over. Maybe you're reeling from some broken relationships, some division in your life or in your family. Maybe you're here tonight and you're hoping that 2017 is going to be a lot better, and I hope it will be as well. But I really don't know of any greater source of hope than the the true meaning of Christmas. You know, I think it's safe to say that it's been a challenging year for everybody in our country. If we were going to try to summarize 2016 with one word, I think that word might be division, divisiveness. I mean, we've seen so much division, political division, racial division, religious division, so much division. And even in our own families, in our own homes, We feel that sting of division. The true meaning of Christmas speaks hope into hearts that are reeling from division. You know, a hundred years ago, the world was just as divided, perhaps even more. It was 1916 and the world was embroiled in what eventually would be called the First World War or World War I, the Allied Powers France, Britain, Russia, and eventually the United States were battling against the central powers, Germany, Austria, Hungary, and Ottoman Empire. It was a war that would claim the lives of 17 million people and leave 20 million wounded. And the division in the world was intense. It was palpable. Humanity's inability to live in unity and in peace with one another was weighing heavily on the hearts of people all around the world. And in 1916, a man named H.S. Coffin added a verse to the beloved Christmas carol, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. In fact, in our sermon series, in this Advent season, we've been talking about the things that we're saying when we sing the words of that song. But this verse that Coffin added in 1916 refers to Jesus as the desire of nations, which is a title that comes from what was thought to be a messianic prophecy about Jesus from the book of Haggai, which I read earlier. And so while the world is all divided, while World War I was raging on and humanity's inability to live in unity and in peace was on display, Coffin added this verse 
to the end of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. O come, desire of nations, bind in one the hearts of all mankind. Bid thou our sad divisions cease and be thyself our king of peace. Sing with me. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. It's a powerful verse. It's a powerful thought. Calling out to Jesus, asking him to unite us, to get rid of all this sad division in the world and to be the king that we need, the one true king who can bring peace. And recognizing that Jesus is that king, he is that one, is what gives us the true meaning of Christmas and makes Christmas such a source of hope. Several decades ago, Thomas Merton said this, Man is not at peace with his fellow man because he is not at peace with himself. He is not at peace with himself because he is not at peace with God. Man is not at peace with his fellow man because he's not at peace with himself. He is not at peace with himself because he's not at peace with God. And if we really want to get the true meaning of Christmas, we have to recognize the reason that we can't get along. Humanity is broken. Not some of us, all of us. We're all broken. We're all born with a broken relationship with God. We are not at peace with God. And as long as something is broken, it won't work. No matter how hard you try. I'll give you an example. The other day I was ironing a shirt. It was early in the morning. Everybody was sleeping except me. And um, emphasis on the early in the morning. So I was ironing a shirt, and I sort of missed the ironing board when I went to set down the iron, and it fell. And I reached for it. But I'm a klutz, so I didn't catch it, which is good. But what I did do is put a little too much weight on the old ironing board, and it collapsed. And I fell down on top of the ironing board, and the iron fell down and sprayed water all over, and it was the biggest crash of 2016. And all I could think of was, man, I hope nobody heard that. <laughs> so then, well, I still had to iron my shirt. So I try to pick up the ironing board and it falls right back down. And I try to pick it up again and it fell right back down. And I was really hoping it would work one time. So I did that about 18 times. <laughs> but it wouldn't work. So I had to iron my shirt on the floor. <laughs> it's one of my proudest moments. You know, what happened though is a few days later I was looking at it and I realized that the reason it wouldn't work is because it was broken. It was, I had completely trashed that thing. And then when I did figure out what was wrong with it, put it back together, it started working again. But as long as something is broken, it's not going to work. And Christmas is this tremendous opportunity, becomes a tremendous source of lasting joy when we 
are able to look closely at humanity and recognize that we are broken. Humanity is broken. I'm broken. So are you. We're sinful. And that is why there's so much division in the world. That's why there's so much division in our country. That's why there's so much division even in our families. We're not at peace with each other because we're not at peace with ourselves. And we're not at peace with ourselves because we're not at peace with God. We're not at peace with God because of our sin. And only when we acknowledge the brokenness of humanity will we long for something or someone to fix it. And that's the true meaning of Christmas and why Christmas really matters. The Bible tells us that Christmas plays, played this integral role, critical role in creating peace between God and man and therefore also plays a role in creating peace between man and man. Once we're at peace with God, we're able to be at peace with one another. How did Jesus bring about peace? How did he secure peace between God and man? You see that baby in the manger grew up and lived an absolutely perfect life. Never sinned, not even once. And then he offers himself up on the cross as the ultimate sacrifice to God to pay for the sins of his people. On the cross, Jesus dealt with the very reason that we're not at peace with God, our sin. And on top of that, then he also gives this perfect record of righteousness that he earned to his people to be received by faith. This is why the angel said in Matthew 1.21, you will call him Jesus and he will save his people from their sin. And so for anyone who believes in Jesus... That means that Jesus has taken away their sin, past, present, and future. Taken away their guilt. Taken away their shame. And in its place, He has put His righteousness. His perfect record. And anyone, therefore, who receives that finished work of Jesus through repentance and faith is at peace with God. How great is that? That's why Paul says in Romans 5, verse 1, Therefore, since we have been justified, that's forgiven of all our sin and declared righteous in God's sight, because we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That means when God thinks about us, if you believe, if you've received what He's done on your behalf, when God thinks about you, He's filled with joy. He's beaming just like that mom watching her little boy on the stage. And when you believe that you really are at peace with God, you can finally get to the place where you are at peace with yourself. No more hiding. No more pretending like you have it all together. No more obsessing about your failures because you know that they've been paid for on the cross. No more endless attempts to justify yourself or become worthy of adoration in some way because you have all the adoration you could ever want from God the Father for free. Received through faith in Christ. Through a relationship with Jesus, we can finally be at peace with ourselves. Not because we're good, but because He's good. And once we're really at peace with ourselves, we really can be at peace with our fellow man. When we believe that we truly are at peace with God, all because of the love and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on our behalf, it transforms us, it empowers us. 
It enables us to love more deeply, to forgive more quickly, to put others' needs before our own more often. Through our relationship with God, we're set free from the tendencies that we have that create and cause division, and we're empowered through the work of the Holy Spirit and enabled to live in ways that foster connection. And if you don't have peace with God, Our hope is that you would make a decision to trust Jesus with your life and your eternity tonight. And then that you would begin learning and continue learning about how glorious Jesus truly is and the depths of the sweetness of the good news of the gospel. Either here or at another church that teaches the Bible. Being at peace with God We can be at peace with ourselves and at peace with ourselves. We can be at peace with our fellow man. And then also the sweet thing is that no matter what happens in this life, we know that one day Jesus will return. That's promised. He will return again. And when he does, he's going to make all things new. He's going to make all things right. And you and I who believe will live in the presence of God, in perfect peace with God and in perfect peace with all of the other redeemed for all of eternity. That's the meaning of Christmas. And that's why Christmas gives us so much hope. Because we know that one day Jesus is coming back. And until then we sing. We sing. O come, desire of nations, bind In one the hearts of all mankind. Bid thou our sad divisions cease. And be thyself our king of peace. Let's pray. Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for sending your son. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for sacrificing yourself in our place. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for opening our eyes to the truth of the good news of Jesus Christ. May we all leave here beaming because of the love we have from you because of Jesus. We pray in his name. Amen.